Hey everybody, welcome to LettermanRow.com. I am Jeremy Birmingham, this is Spencer Holbrook. We are talking stuff about the Ohio State recruiting uh, efforts in the class of 2022, 2023, 2024, and beyond. We are out here at uh, Ohio State's one-day camp on Wednesday morning. Spencer, this is uh, the fourth session is about to start here for the, the week. And it's been a good week for a handful of kids, and we'll talk about the camp and what we've seen here uh, in a moment. But I think we should talk a little bit about the big recruiting weekend that just happened at Ohio State because we haven't done that yet. So let's talk stuff, right? Yeah, stuff. The conversation for everyone has been about Zion Branch, about Xavier Wampa, about what's going on. All the recruits, the, the here comes a boom. Here, you know, they, the Buckeyes did get one on Monday night. That was from Caleb Brown, the wide receiver from uh, Chicago. And overall, the weekend probably couldn't have gone better for Ohio State. But I know people out there are like, well, uh, they only got one commitment so far. People hey, got to remember. The what? craziest thing is that commitment didn't even come from the weekend. Yeah, and that wasn't an official visit for Caleb Brown. It was an unofficial. He just knew he wanted to commit. Uh, and, and we kind of had an idea that was coming based on just some conversations we had last week with, with the coaches here at camp. They were going to really try to be aggressive there, uh, knowing that Caleb Brown was the type of guy that isn't really into the whole show of the recruiting circus. And um, not to say that other guys are. Not, I'm not saying Zion Branch, for example, is into the recruiting circus, but He's a kid that understandably is trying to make sure he makes a decision that's informed, right? I mean, he, he hasn't visited anywhere for 14 months. The first official visits to Ohio State, there's buzz, there's crystal balls, there's talk about, you know, now is he going to commit to Ohio State? Maybe he will soon. But the conversation has always been with Zion Branch that he wanted to wait until December to make a decision. And nothing really has changed in that regard. Now, can that be adjusted again? Sure. I mean, this... This process can wear on people very quickly. Yeah, it's interesting because he's going to take his visits, but there comes a point where these visits are all so sped up that you might see a situation where, hey, I've taken enough of these visits. I'm tired of the yeah. game. Let, let's sit down and make a decision. I think that's where Zion Branch could find himself because he's one of the most pursued recruits in the country. Yeah. He's going to be seemingly everywhere this month. And at the end of the month, he's probably just going to be tired of it all. And so... I think a timeline was scheduled for even after the season. Yeah. Now, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes before that. And let me tell you, there is a buzz about the Branch brothers in the building right there. Yeah, Zachariah Branch, uh, Zion's brother, is a class of 2023 receiver. He picked up an Ohio State offer while he was on campus. That's a kid who's a 10-3 in the 100. Like, he's a burner. He could very well be one of those receivers in the class of 2023 that end up at Ohio State. Now, he's at USC today. That remains kind of the biggest competition when it comes to Ohio State and Zion Branch. Um, there is conversation for Zion about maybe taking official visits in the season to Alabama, to Clemson. But again, I don't know if it's going to get that to that point. I don't know if it's going to wait that long. I think the Buckeyes are in a great position there. Um, you know, coming off the weekend, like I said, I don't, I don't want to go down to the list of every visitor, but a few things I, I think are important to talk about is that I really believe Ohio State is uh, the team to beat for Zion Branch and for Xavier Wampa. I don't think that's really changed. Uh, even though a couple weeks ago on Talking Stuff, I did say that I thought maybe things were trending in the wrong direction with Xavier, with Xavier Wampa. But the official visit weekend gave Ohio State an opportunity to tell him exactly how he fits into the defense. And I wrote about that on Sunday night, or Monday morning um, on the site. Like He had an opportunity to sit and talk to Lathan Ransom about how the Buckeyes safeties can work in tandem and how you can have two or three safeties on the field at one time. And I think that really helped ease some concerns. Yeah. And 
Here's the thing. If you look at Lathan Ransom right now, he looks completely different than he looked yep. last year. So even he could shuffle around maybe somewhere in this defense if they need to get one of those guys on the field when they come in. And so I think it, the way that they're trying to build this defense, we talk about a positionless, positionless, positionless. Yep. Well, it, when it comes down to it, there has to be some sort of position. Xavier Wampa wasn't sure where that position would be. And the official visit was the perfect time for Kerry Combs to sit him down and say, look, this is the plan. This yep. is the the blueprint for you and it's already in action with Lathan Ransom. Here's what we envision for you. Now you can execute it here. And I think that gave him some satisfaction. Mm -hmm. He kind of understands what he wants to do now. And I think it put Ohio State back in front because now he sees himself in that defense. Yeah, and it's good that Ohio State was able to have that visit happen at the same time that Kai Stokes was here and the same time that Zion Branch was here. Because what ends up happening in the recruiting trail is that if schools are recruiting Zion Branch and Xavier, or Xavier Wampa, they're telling them, oh, Ohio State's recruiting this guy in, in this spot, and they, 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 they don't want you as much as they want this guy. They want him instead. They want to recruit you for the same position. They want to make, and, and so for Ohio State to be able to sit here and say, Kai Stokes will do this, Xavier Wampa will do this, and Zion Branch will do this, it really helps them you know, uh, sort out those, those plans. And I think that a lot of kids are worried about, you know, what a, this is what I'm used to playing. This is what I'm, Ohio State wants these kids to understand that their job here is going to be to fill, to fill a role, but also to become the best player they can be. And that could change over time. So it's not a situation where Xavier Wampo is like, oh, I don't want to be a bullet. But like at Ohio State, that's going to be the premier position in this defense in the next couple of years. And that's why they're focused on guys like Xavier Wampa to, to fill that role. That's why they're focused on guys like Sonny Styles, who are versatile, big athletes that can do a lot of different things. Um, and so I think that with Xavier Wampa, that's uh, uh, one that's trending back in the right direction. I don't know that a decision is expected anytime soon. But for those kids specifically, Zion Branch and Xavier Wampa, if we're talking about the official visit weekend, the one thing that you really wanted was for their opinions about Ohio State coming into the visit to be validated. And I think that that's really how things, are, how things went. It's kind of crazy because I think for Zion Branch, it was validated. It seems like for Xavier Wampa, it was exceeded. Like everything yeah. Zion Branch wanted to see about Ohio State, he saw, he yeah. found out. And I think Xavier Wampa came in a little, maybe underselling Ohio State even because of the way that he thought they might use him in the defense. Once he saw the way yeah. that that, it seems like he has been, those expectations have been exceeded. And that's why he's back, Ohio State is seemingly back in the lead for him. It's interesting the way Ohio State played the weekend. I think they played it the right way, and they're they're seemingly reaping the benefits right now as you know the leaders for two of the best safeties in the country. Yeah, and then you have Omari Abor, the five-star defensive end from Texas. He was here. He had a great time. Really bonded with Larry Johnson. The Buckeyes again. I, I think are the leader in that recruitment. But all these kids have waited so long to make visits that it is silly to expect that any of them really, especially when you're talking about these top 40, top 50 players. They don't have to rush anything. I mean, they're in a position right now where they can make sure they see other visits. Omari Abor is going to LSU this weekend. He's going to go to Oklahoma. He's going to go to Alabama. And then he's going to be able to really make an informed decision. And, and I think, in a way, Spencer, like the kids that are going to make these early choices uh, based on one or two visits now after waiting so long, I think that it opens up the door for those kids to be more likely to decommit down the road. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say that about Caleb Brown because, because it's a different situation. Different, yeah. he, he just doesn't care about the recruiting process. He wanted to build a relationship with Brian Hartline. He's done it very slowly and, and privately over the last few months. He's not a big social media guy. And I think that that's often a differentiator, not even between kids who are like actively searching for attention on social media, but they're aware of it and they are using it for their brand and their brand advantage. Um, and I think that it's interesting just to note that 
people shouldn't have been expecting a, a large rush of commitments. Uh, the Buckeyes did a great job with Zach Rice. They did a great job with George Fitzpatrick and Emil Wagner. I, I still don't believe that Zach Rice is going to be at Ohio State. It's just I don't think that that's a real I – don't, I don't know if it's the right fit from a personality standpoint. And, you know, I, I, I haven't talked to Zach about his visit. But just the way that I, I've always kind of handicapped this, it just didn't seem to me like he was that serious about Ohio State. One of the most interesting things on the offensive line is – Every year, there's an Ohio prospect that's very talented, extremely yeah. good, that gets overlooked because he's just in-state. Everybody wants the shiny object from out of state. Emil Wagner is continues to rise up all recruiting rankings. Yeah. He's rising up recruiting boards. He is an extremely talented player. Yeah. And for if Ohio State were to just get Emil Wagner from that group of three guys, that would be an incredible way to to you know solidify that offensive line class. But the fact that he doesn't have a fifth star, he's not he's not an out-of-state prospect. Puts take some of the glow off of him. I just I want the people Berm to know that Emil Wagner is a very talented player, yeah. and I think he's going to help this class if he decides to join it. I think they did a great job, like you said, of presenting that to him yeah. and making him a priority over the weekend. One of the things with Emil that's interesting, as opposed to a kid like Zach Rice, for example, is that Emil has said very specifically he wants to redshirt. He wants to be developed. He wants to go into a program and, and put on weight and learn the offense. And he's a very cerebral kid. I, you know, it, Ohio State and Notre Dame are, are very real. He's visiting Kentucky this weekend, and that you know we know what Kentucky's done down in Southern Ohio in the last couple of years. Even though there hasn't been a lot of times they're competing against Ohio State, but you know I think for the for the big picture of Ohio State offensive line recruiting, and I, I folks, we're kind of rushing through this because there's a camp ongoing we want to be inside for. But you know the big picture of Ohio State recruiting on the offensive line right now is that. They have a lot of big visits coming up when you're talking about Tyler Booker and Addison Nichols and Ernest Green coming in for an unofficial visit next week. Um, they're trying to figure out exactly who fits. And importantly, they're trying to figure out the numbers here. I, I've heard that Ohio State may only be looking to take three total offensive linemen in this class. And with Tegra Tishabola committed already, now you have to really be nitpicky and, and making sure exactly who the right fits are. And with Ernest Green and Tyler Booker coming into town and Addison Nichols coming into town, like you have some decisions to make about which direction you really go, where you push. So um, that, you know, the week, weekend in a nutshell, Spencer, was it went pretty damn well. But I, yeah, it, I agree. It's a, it's a starting point in a lot of these recruitments, not a finish line. Yeah, it kind of does suck that this month is so jam-packed because we could do a full 45-minute yeah. show on the official visit weekend. Sure. But there's so much going on right now. And, and you know, we're, I'm watching through this door here, one of the 2024 quarterbacks that's going to be here at camp on Wednesday throwing right now. And, and you look at him, you're like, well, that's somebody we should probably talk about. But yeah. how do we fit that's, everybody that's in? That's Adrian Prost from uh, uh, um, Miami. And he's a 2024 quarterback, as Spencer said. I think he's going to get an offer today. This will... I don't know when this is going to be on YouTube, but I wouldn't be surprised if he walks out of here with an offer. He is a big, good-looking kid for a, a rising junior. Um, uh, and, and I think that as oh – shoot, rising sophomore. Goodness yeah. gracious. Boy, we're so old. Um, Shamar Stewart, five-star defensive end from Florida, was here today. Looked really good, moved around really well. It's not a kid that – like when I, when you see Omari Abor in person, like he is big, hulking, rocked up. You can tell he's put in a lot of work to get there. Um Shamar Stewart is very natural. I mean, he's a big kid. He's big-bodied, ran well. But, uh, you know, I don't know that from a physical standpoint, he looks as, like, crazy, like, wow, that's a five-star. But he was good. He, to me, he looked a little raw. 
Yeah. He looked like he's he was built the right way. He is like a genetic freak, mm-hmm. and he's just raw. And he there's talent there. There's a lot of raw talent there. And if you can get him in a Larry Johnson room, or really any defensive end room in the country, he's going to be a good player. Yeah, and that's the thing about South Florida in a lot of respects is that a lot of these kids are just so naturally athletic that maybe in high school they don't always do like a lot of the extra work to become anything more than a really good athlete and folks i apologize if you're hearing a lot of that noise but that's the way it works we're, we're doing this it's camp i mean yeah, it's we're raining doing it's raining we got porta potties we got you know tractors it, 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 it is what it is it's a busy month here hero canoe is the guy i want to talk about the most right now the the defensive tackle from santa margarita santa margarita uh, out in california who's by way of germany he came here on tuesday to work out with ohio state and he's you know a top 20 ranked player at his position Spencer, and what I saw out of Hero Canoe, aside from the fact that he was what is advertised size-wise, and that's always a big thing, six foot five, 295 pounds, you see it on a profile, and you're like, okay, is that kid really that big? And he was that big, but he's another one who doesn't look like he's ever really had the opportunity to get into a weight room, you know, but what he does, and when, he will, when that happens, and you combine that with what we saw with that speed and that first step, the hands, Uh, But more importantly, just the desire that he had to learn and just soak up information. He was the first guy in every drill. He was the guy that, uh, you know, was supporting his uh, other campmates. And he decided Tuesday after camping and really working up a crazy sweat for five hours that he hadn't had enough and wanted to come back and stayed uh, at Ohio State overnight his entire European travel group minus Theo Mellon, a tight end from the, that same group in the class of 2023 who was offered by Ohio State. Those two stayed behind. Everyone else went down to Atlanta. They had to change their flights, and he worked out with Larry Johnson this morning in an individual workout. And we do have the, the Tuesday video on YouTube, so you can check that out. But, boy, that guy moved well. He's really impressive. He dominated one-on-ones. Yeah. And, you know, it was a battle with he and Josh Padilla going against each other in mm-hmm. the 2023 center i believe from wayne i think he writes writes wayne Wayne. yeah that was a battle and it was fun to watch and he got the best of of padilla a couple times he's just as impressive in the one-on-ones he's just as impressive in individual workouts and then you get him off the field and you start to talk to him and you know english is a second language he's he's by way of germany he is just an impressive kid he he taught he's he's really smart you can tell he's He's here to, to soak up knowledge from Larry Johnson. He was really grateful to be here. Uh, he probably did 40 minutes of interviews and had a smile the entire time. You know, some of these guys get a little tired of doing that. Yeah. No, he's just soaking it all in. Big, friendly kid who talked to me about how much he likes Bruno Mars, how he likes to salsa dance, how he played soccer growing up. Pretty much anything you want to know about the kid, he's willing to tell you. Um, and we're not playing in or out today, Spencer, but I'm going to say that he's in. I'm going to say he's in at Ohio State in the class of 2022. What that means for everyone else, I don't know. What it means for Christian Miller, who was here last week, I don't know. We'll figure out um, what the Buckeyes do with defensive tackle. But in that class right now, you have guys like Caden Curry, who are still waiting. He's kind of a combo uh, inside-out guy. You have Omari Abor. You have the Shamar Stewart now that maybe you get in the game for. But I think Hero Canoe is too good for Larry Johnson to consider passing up if he wants in. And I'm telling you, just the vibe I got watching the kid around here the last two days is that he felt extremely comfortable at Ohio State. It might be a, a Ohio State doesn't rush kids into commitments at all. Yeah. Ohio State might have to tell some of these guys though at the end of June, get in or you're not going to be in because there are guys it seems like that are kind of lining up to get in this to get yeah. in this class. And nothing set in stone right now, but 
yeah, I would agree. I would say Hero Canoe is in. Then you have Christian Miller. Then you have Caden Curry. Then you have, you know, a Shamar Stewart who who seemed to really like the teaching from Larry Johnson today. You've got other guys that are starting to impress and come on the radar that, that we haven't even talked about yet. It might be one of these situations where, hey, we're going to fill up and you better get in the class. There is a desire, from what I understand, for Ohio State to take upwards of, of three defensive tackles in this class. And so, it, you know, I was talking to Haskell Garrett out here yesterday, and he's like, man, this entire room's going to be gone. Like, Larry has to, to restock it. And a, a player like Canoe, he spent, you know, he's been in the United States for a while now. He, you know, transferred to California and is playing football out there. So he's at least getting American football. But he's been to Alabama. He's been to Clemson. He's been to Georgia. He's been to Ohio State. He's going to go to LSU, Texas, Texas A&M, TCU, Oklahoma in the next few weeks. And then he's going home to Germany for a bit. He's saying that he's going to make a decision in January at the All-American Bowl. And maybe he takes that long. I don't know. I, I, gotta, I just felt like watching him and seeing the way he was with Larry Johnson, that it, something clicked. And it just seemed like a, a natural, perfect fit. And to me, the kid's a five-star talent. I don't, I don't need to see everyone else. I don't need to see everyone else to know it. Hello. Um, I don't need to see everyone else to know it. I, I, I saw a six foot five, 290 pound kid who moved extremely well, who soaked up information, and just generally speaking, <laughs> was the best player I saw yesterday and today. I would agree. I would agree. He was the best. He was the best defensive player yeah. easily because I. You know, there were not a lot of Ohio State defensive backs in the group yesterday. And even if there were, he probably still would have been the best player on the defensive side of the football that was here yesterday. I mean, he he was impressive, like I said, on and off the field. I'm sure we'll get into a little bit of the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. There's nobody defensively that was better than he was. And he drew a, a huge crowd whenever, whenever he had the chance to. And it wasn't as if he was asking for it. It just... People kind of gravitated toward him. And I think that's, that's part of that Ohio State defensive line room that he really fits into. Yeah. He doesn't ask for attention, but attention gravitates to him. Just like you said, that big personality. He's a big, smiley kid. And, um, you know, he just, to me, it just seems like a Larry Johnson defensive lineman. Um, boy, that guy, he, he, is, he is doing this on purpose, I think. Um, you know, today, like I said, it's Wednesday afternoon. We're going to watch some quarterbacks. There's a couple I'm really interested in seeing, aside from Adrian Prose, the 24 from uh, Miami that we already talked about. Dylan Longerin from Georgia is here. I think he's my favorite 2023 quarterback in the country that I, I think Ohio State really has a shot at. Uh, I really like Ricky Collins from Baton Rouge. He'll be here next week. But uh, today is about a couple of young quarterbacks. Tad Hudson from North Carolina, who is a former teammate of, of Evan Pryor at William A. Huff. And so there's a lot to see. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm going to be heading down to the Future 50 in, the, uh, in Florida over the weekend at the Under Armour Future 50 at IMG. A lot. Speaking of IMG, um, I was told on Tuesday that Jihad Campbell, the defensive end slash linebacker who's now at IMG, will be making an official visit to Ohio State this weekend, which is big news. He has been at the top of the Buckeye list for a long time. Uh, when, he went, when he transferred to IMG, there was a, a little bit of a hiccup in communication and things slowed down. But from what I understand, it's been Jihad who's been sort of the one in charge of reaching back out. And he called and asked if he could set up an official visit. He's going to be here this weekend. And that's, I, I don't I don't think the Buckeyes are going to automatically leap to the top there. But in the last couple of months, there's been very little communication between those two sides. And him reaching back out is a, is a good thing, in my opinion. And uh, he is 
undoubtedly, when the Buckeyes lost out on Jalen Walker to Georgia, Jahad Campbell and Jalen Walker were 1A and 1B in that guy to you know, be the final linebacker in the class. And he actually takes on a much bigger role now that Desan McCullough is not in the class. And, you know, I think that maybe that's part of the problem that happened with, with um, Jahad Campbell was that he thought Ohio State was done at linebacker and maybe he didn't want to waste time being the fourth. But it seems like things are at least changing enough that he's wanting to make an official visit here. So it also seems like Ohio State is making the, the right moves and making the right calls at IMG. Yep. Um, there was a rift of some sort there for a little while. Maybe. And I mean, it could have just been, it could have been player driven. We don't exactly yeah. know. It, something felt weird. That's all. And it seems like that's being corrected. The IMG kids seem to be very receptive to Ohio State. It seems to be a relationship that's getting better. And, you know. Well, Tyler Booker will be here next week. Jihad Campbell will be here this weekend. Carnell Tate, the uh, highly ranked 2023 receiver who lives in Chicago and plays at IMG. He's here right now. He was here yesterday. I think that that's one that Ohio State is going to be the tough to beat there. Notre Dame is, is sort of the big-time competition, but I still think Ohio State's going to win that. Um, and, again, there's a lot to talk about, and I feel like I'm talking a million miles an hour right now, but it is what it is. I think starting next week, maybe two episodes a week because well, there's just yeah. too much to break yeah. down. We, we got the Future 50 to break down, and we'll have to do that while next week's camps are happening, yeah. and then next week's camps happen, and then you got to talk about the official visits, and there's just so much going on. This month of June is so loaded for Ohio State. and you know. Yeah, it's great. I mean, after, after 14 months of sitting on our thumbs, Spencer and I are back here at Ohio State. We're talking stuff about the Ohio State recruiting efforts. Uh, we are presented by Byers Automotive, who we always appreciate uh, their support and helping uh, all Letterman Row content that we are able to put together, um, you know, make, making it happen. So we're going to get back inside and watch this camp. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This has been Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast, brought to you by Letterman Row. Thanks.